This is Dish and Dirt with Gary Pickren, South Carolina's only podcast dedicated to the real estate agent craft. And now, the host of Dish and Dirt, Gary Pickren. And greetings and welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Dish and Dirt. I'm your often opinionated but rarely wrong host, Gary Pickering, coming to you from Blair Cato in beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina. This, the third week, wow, of June. It's already flying by. We'll be through the summer before we know it. This week is going to be one of my absolute favorite shows because I have one of the absolute best people of real estate marketing there is. His name is Justin Tucker. He is with WFG Title Insurance. He is a genius, and he would absolutely laugh hearing me say that, but he really is an absolute marketing genius. I have seen him many times speak in person. I cannot stress how much you can learn by just sitting beside somebody like Justin Tucker and listening for a good hour of all of the brilliant ideas that this man has. So this show, in my opinion, is going to be absolutely phenomenal. And I can't wait for you all to hear everything that Justin has to talk about. We're going to talk about AI today. Artificial intelligence is it taking your job. Are real estate agents going to go away because of artificial intelligence? So I don't want to waste another minute. I want to jump right in with Justin. So let me go ahead and start the show right now. All right, guys. So with me today, Justin Tucker, WFG Title Insurance Company. Good friend of mine. I've seen him speak many times, and he's an incredible marketer. Usually, he and I become nerds and sit off to the side and compare notes while everybody else is out having a uh, drink and enjoying each other. But Justin Tucker is joining us today, and no, it is not the Justin Tucker from the most hated football team in football, the Baltimore Ravens. Can't stand him because I'm a Browns fan. And Justin cannot kick a 70-yard field goal, can you, Justin? Uh, not even close. I don't know that I can kick a 20-yard field goal. There you go. But he can obviously teach you how to market because he's a genius when he comes to marketing. I have learned so much from him and implemented it in my business from things that I've learned from him. So thank you so much, Justin, for joining us today. Gary, thanks for the kind words and the nice introduction. And I couldn't agree more. We we finish an event and we're not sitting around having beers. We're sitting around geeking out about marketing. So I'm excited to talk a little bit about uh, all the things happening in the world of AI with you today. Last event I went was like a three-day event. And when I got home, I told Cynthia, I said, I got more than the 30 minutes of Justin and I sat by our side talking than I did in the three days. So well, hey, the feeling, the feeling was mutual. The feeling was mutual. Well, I appreciate that. So today I want to bring you on and talk about AI, artificial intelligence. Everybody's scared to death they're going to lose their job with AI. There's, tell me, let's talk about it in relation to real estate, but let's kind of talk globally first. What is AI? What does it mean to us in a general sense and how we're using it? Yeah, there's always that fear. It's like the instant moment where you start to think about Terminator and Skynet and the world is going to you know, collapse around us. And I think, you know, the more I've paid attention to artificial intelligence, let's, let's just start at a high level, is it's basically like having your own personal assistant. It's like having some form of automation. We could get really geeky about this, but essentially it's accessing a whole bunch of data points based upon prompts or input or other information. And then it's giving you outputs that you can use or creating experiences that, that people can you know interact with. And um, I, I like to think about it as if you don't start implementing it now, it could be something that replaces your job. But if you embrace it and lean in, it will be like everything else that we've experienced in our past. You know, it was Social media was going to replace marketers. Now it's enhanced marketers. And online was going to you know, change the world for the negative. And now it's a place where we've all learned to coexist and market and, and you know, find, find success. So you know, when I think of AI, I kind of break it down into the, re the, the revolutions that I've experienced in my career. 
And it starts to me with like a cell phone. You think about how different our world is with a cell phone. But if you would, if you're like me and you're old enough to remember not having one, yep. you're like, why would this matter? You know, I don't need this. And the next one was was actually the internet. And it was like the dial-up AOL, like loud sound, the you've got mail. And same thing. Like at the beginning, I had no conception of what the internet was going to mean to my life. Same thing with social media, to, to come back to that one. I, can't, I mean, I, I, you used to have to have a college email address to have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And, and could we have ever envisioned it would become what it is today? That fourth revolution for me is AI. And we're in the infancy of what it's going to become. We can't even imagine what it's going to be. And that's why I think we need to lean in and adopt it. It won't replace us if we embrace it. So when we talk about AI, I know most people know we're talking about artificial intelligence and we're talking about it based on an internet program that creates things for us. And, and I think that's how most of us look at it. Uh, so people understand AI is not just one program. There's thousands of different of, uh, types of AI. Is that correct? There is. I mean, just in a very short time, I'm seeing, you know, there's image creation AI, there's video creation AI, where you can have a, a, a model or a person that looks real actually saying words that you typed into a prompt. There's voice AI. There's a site out there called Eleven Labs. We're literally, Gary, after this call, if I'm recording it, I could take a sampling of your voice, put it into Eleven Labs, and instantly have a, a, a recording of it where if I type in anything, I can have you say it. Um, it's copy wow. AI. It's There's uh, AI that's written to become better stock traders. There's AI that's been written uh, to create code for websites. There's AI that that has already passed the bar in, in New York and, and has become an attorney or I mean, it's 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 basically a knowledge base and it's the action or interaction with all of that knowledge. I've heard of a meme. It was like uh, George Bush, Bill Clinton, Obama and Trump having an argument about something yeah. silly like baseball or something. And it sounds exactly like the four of them. You wouldn't know it's not them other than the fact they're cussing about every third word. But it's just <laughs> hilarious. And it's it's unbelievable. So is AI really that good already? It's that good already. And by by definition, it grows exponentially through more input and experience. It learns with on itself. So so the rate at which it becomes better is is just insane to me. And that's what we're experiencing right now is AI is not new. AI has been around for years. But because the timing was right for whatever reason, and it started to gain popularity and tools that we'll talk a little bit about later, but like chat GPT started to come to the forefront, what happened is more people started using it. In fact, it grew faster than any website in history. It, it had more, it had, it got to a million users faster than Netflix or Instagram or Facebook. Um, it's just continuing to, to learn on itself. And so, like, it is that good already, and it's going to be that much better. And I, I think we can maybe touch on this a little bit down the, the line in this conversation. I think we'll focus a lot on the exciting things, what, what it means to a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. But it also means we need to be aware of the other side of this coin, you know, the, the information security risks. We're seeing people record voices, uh, call and, and call someone's grandparents. And in their voice, say, I'm in trouble. Can you send me $500 right now? Can you wire it here? And it sounds like the person. So the grandparents are doing it. And now they've, you know, been become a victim of fraud. And so definitely exciting. But there's another side to it, too, that we need to pay attention to, which is safety and security. Well, anything that's good, the criminals are going to try to use it for their own use. No doubt about it. Going from the wires and everything else in real estate. Is chat GPT 
kind of the Cadillac of it all? Is that kind of like what everybody's going to? I've heard of that one. I haven't heard of the other ones you've mentioned. Yeah, I mean, so let's let's let me maybe approach that a little bit differently. So far, it's the one that has the brand recognition. So, you know, when you think of like online calls, we say Zoom now, like right. Zoom became the brand or there's a bunch of search engines, but, but Google became the brand. I think ChatGPT really has this kind of first to market brand recognition connection to it. And it's a phenomenal tool. I wouldn't personally say, oh, my gosh, it's the best tool, because I think you know, when you're competing against like Google, who has their, theirs is called Bard. I mean, Google's going to be in this fight. <laughs> They're going to do some pretty cool things. Um, but yeah, I think ChatGPT right now is the most recognizable name in, in the AI space. Is all this AI a pay prescription type thing or is any of it free at this point? Both. Uh, a lot of places, will, a lot of different tools that we'll talk about will give you free trials. ChatGPT still has a free version, although it has become impossible to access because there's so many people using it. It will say, oh, we're at capacity or you can't log in. So most of the people like me who, who are using it regularly have decided to upgrade to the paid account. I think recently, I don't know if it was maybe a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, they launched a native app solution. So you can also download the chat GPT app on, on your iPhone. So, um, you know, there, there's, a, there's an ability to go test this stuff out, but we are going to get into a world where you're going to have to pay for play. You're going to have to pay to use. Well, it is certainly moving at the speed of light. It's completely changed from the next day to the next day. And it's amazing how quickly, as you said, it's just growing upon itself exponentially. So let's talk about it in our world, the real estate world. What does it mean to the real estate world? How do we embrace it? Should we embrace it? How are we going to use it? I don't know that we're going to have a choice. I think that that if you aren't going to lean in in some levels of your business, you might end up in a place where you're at a really big competitive disadvantage. One of the ways that I like to, to explain it in real estate is it is simultaneously going to widen the gap and then close close the gap. And so if you think about that, like what I mean by it'll close the gap is like, hey, if you weren't good at writing copy, you can use AI now. If you're really struggling to blog and it's just not your thing, you can use AI now. If you're, you know, if you don't have a five person team and you're looking for ways to create efficiencies, like you can use AI now. But it's also going to widen the gap because the people who don't use it are going to fall further and further and further and further behind the ones that do. So I don't know that there's a, an option right now, but there's also something that I think is a little bit exciting, which is I do not believe it's going to replace real estate agents. I very vehemently think that the real estate agent has a place in, in uh, the process of buying and selling a home. I think that it will and forever will always be a relationship industry. And so the way that I think about it is what can AI replace in your day or what can AI help you do that now opens up your world to have more time to sit belly to belly to someone, to go grab a cup of coffee, to go present an offer in person so you can read their facial expressions and you can you know feel their energy. And so I don't know that that we're going to ever be at a place where AI is going to I don't that it's going to replace those type of human moments that define real estate. I actually think it can give you more time for it. Well, I do think real estate's a very emotional purchase as well, because it's not just the largest financial purchase of your life, but it's also the place you're going to have a family, hopefully. It's where you're going to raise a family. It's where you're going to be in love with somebody. It's where you're going to maybe fall out of love and get divorced. I mean, a, your whole family happens in your house. Everything in your life happens there. And I think a lot of reasons we hire real estate agents is because we have that emotional attachment to the house we're selling, or and we have the emotional aspect of, my family is going to live in this house and I want to know that I can trust a person that can help me find what's best for me. 
Amen. I mean, Gary, you and I go through, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of transactions a year with the nature of our business. And, uh, you know, we could tend to maybe get a little disconnected. But as soon as it's your purchase or my purchase, I flip and I become an emotional wreck. I'm calling my agent going, what's going on? And I need an update. Do we have an offer yet? How's the showing go? And so, you know, even within someone who, who experiences real estate all day, every day, as soon as it's my transaction, my emotions come to the forefront. Right. And, and you totally understand it at that point. You can see how it is such an emotional aspect. And I think we miss the boat sometimes when we talk about, oh, it's their largest financial purchase of their life. That's, that's part of it. That's not the main reason that people are the way they are when it comes to real estate. It's because it is such an emotional part. It's like, almost like their other child. I mean, it's part of their family, that house. And I've seen people cry at closings when they sell their house. I mean, I literally had a lady bawling because that's where she and her husband lived their whole marriage and he had passed away. And to her, it was kind of putting an end to to that episode of her life. And she didn't want to. But tell us, um, how do we use it now in real estate? Because I think I'm with you. I was old enough, like you said, to remember when the agent's like, well, I'll never use the Internet. That's just a waste of time. <laughs> um, yeah. OK, well, those agents didn't last much longer, did they? So how are you going to use this in real estate? Yeah, I don't see very many agents walking around with Thomas Guide coordinates or uh, the real estate books that we used to have <laughs> back in the day. You know, I always like to set a foundation before we get to specifics. And uh, I, I think you are as well, but I'm a big reader. I love to, to consume information. If anyone wants to get a really good foundation specifically tied to real estate, there's a book called The Feeling Economy. And The Feeling Economy is basically how the era of empathy is going to follow the era of AI. And it talks about that it, after AI really starts to become integral in our world, we're going to start to place a premium or a high value on face-to-face -face or real interactions, things that we know are real. And by definition, that makes sense because when something is, is more exclusive or happens less, less often, it's more valuable. So if you're looking for a framework, it's a quick read. It's a great read, The Feeling Economy. I would check it out. Um, so that kind of lets the, sets the groundwork for how I think it's going to impact real estate. And if we get into like, I don't know, I don't want to call them low level activities, but let's let's start with something like the low hanging fruit, writing property descriptions, writing blog posts, figuring out ways to respond to certain emails or how you want to craft your email marketing, creating social media plans, um, thinking about, you know, uh, a copy uh, for, or script for a video. You know, all these are really obvious instant uses for someone who either isn't great at this or isn't, um, or, or doesn't have time to do it. And so, you know, if I'm an agent, I'm starting to think about all the things that consume my time, like all the things I just referenced, or all the things that are on my list of like, I wish I could get to it, but, oh, I'm just not good at it, or I just, I'm not going to find time to fit it in. And think about then how AI can plug itself into those spaces for you, because it can really easily. And when I think about the usage for, for agents, you know, I guess I would, I would put it into a couple of different buckets. The, the, the first, skill is like, what do you prompt it with? What do you, what do you ask it to do? The, the more clear you can be with that, the better qualifiers you have for that. Uh, the more you play around with what you ask, the better the output is going to become, what, what it eventually says to you. And of course, I want to make the, the little caveat here that I would always QC the, the output, read through it, look at it, make sure there isn't something that's you know, out of place or doesn't make sense or, or really isn't in your voice or, or what you're trying to communicate. Then the next thing for, for the agent is what they do with that output. Okay, I have it. Now what do I do with it? And that's, you know, again, back to social or web or email or all these other, these other things. I mean, we have a, uh, you know, I have a team of marketing and tech directors that I work with 
they're getting crazy creative with it. They have like prompt guides that they give out to real estate agents of all the ways they can ask for for various things. Be happy to to share one with you, Gary, if you want to. You would share that, and I could put a I'd love to put a link to that in the show notes. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. I have one one of the we call them MTDs. One of the MTDs has built a framework around how they create custom house logos. So as an agent is marketing a home, they actually have a logo for the home. They go into one of the image AI tools, put in, you know, oh, it's a farmhouse and it's in this area. And all of a sudden they have a logo that looks like a farmhouse with trees in the background. It's called, you know, you know, the, the, the farmhouse and it goes on all of the marketing. And so an agent walks into a listing presentation and says, I'm going to market your home at another level. Not only you're going to get all the power of my name and my brand, but I'm going to create a name and a brand for your home. I mean, that's impressive. That's a really cool yeah. use. So just just know that there's there's some pretty common things that people can do. But the world is your oyster when it comes to this. I love seeing the creative things people are coming up with. So that brings me to a very important question, because I know a lot of people are like, I've never seen AI. I just read about it. I don't know it. So can you explain, you know, I guess a lot of people don't even know it's almost like a search engine. So let's say I have no idea what you're talking about. How would I understand what am I doing? I'm downloading an app or I'm, I'm going to a website. What am I doing to even start? Yeah, let's maybe let's get really specific there. So like one first instance would be you would go to uh, chat GPT. And so you would be going to a website. You'd be creating an account. You would be logging into chat GPT. And there's going to be a, a bar for you to type in what's called a prompt. And your prompt might be, you know, write me a property description in the voice of uh, Michael Jordan. Right. And and it would use all of the knowledge that it is connected to and every piece of data that it can find. And it's going to put together a property description in the voice of Michael Jordan. And it's going to send you that output. It's going to look like magic, even though it's just a parlor trick. You're actually going to see it type out below the the, the copy or the response. So um, that would be kind of the way that you would interact with it. There's another product out there from OpenAI. OpenAI is the company that that has ChatGPT called Dolly. Dolly is an image uh, AI tool. So you would go in and say, you know, make me a, an image of Michael Jordan standing in front of a colonial home. And it would create an image of Michael Jordan standing in front of a colonial home. So the the whole interaction is like prompt output, prompt output. Um, and you can tell I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan, so sorry to keep using him. <laughs> uh, but that's kind of the flow. Or there's there's a site out there called Taylor Brands. Taylor Brands creates logos, and you can go into Taylor Brand and say, you know, I'm a real estate like I did one for Snoop Dogg. So I was like, create me a logo as if I was Snoop Dogg getting ready to get my real estate license and sell real estate. And it created Doghouse Realty. And it was like a you know doghouse image with a bone in front of it and doghouse realty across the top. And then I could mess around with you know colors and different fonts and things like that. But it it really is about putting a prompt in and then getting an output. And when you get the output, you can say, add more, take less, make it 500 words, make it only 50 words and do things of that nature? You got it. That's a really good point. The refinement is then, okay, I liked where it started, but I want to add humor or I want to shorten the description or um, you can even use like, there's different rules in marketing, like um, uh, ammo, which is audience message mechanism outcome. You could say like, write it in the ammo format. I mean, really anything you can think of, you can ask it. And chances are it's going to be able to to take that input 
and give you an output that you can then continue to refine and work on. So, you know, one example I love, if you guys are, are bored and want to see, you know, the really creative way this can be used, Ryan Reynolds, who is one of my all-time favorite marketers. I mean, he's just... He's brilliant. Uh, from, from going from Van Wilder to selling a cell phone company for over a billion dollars. like Owning a like, soccer program. This movie, no. the, yeah. And then being creative enough to go build a show around the soccer team that Pay allowed him to get revenue so that he could hire better players so he could get promoted. Yeah. He's yeah. brilliant. He is brilliant. Uh, and he did a, an ad for his cell phone company, Mint, Mint Mobile, where he goes, hey, everyone's talking about chat GPT. Let's see how it would work. So he goes, write me an ad for Mint Mobile telling people that our discounts stay long after the holidays. Write it in the voice of Ryan Reynolds. Use a curse word. Use a joke. And I, I can't remember. We had one other thing. And it wrote this thing in his voice with like catchphrases he uses, with a joke that he would use talking about Mint Mobile's discount, and it's, like, it's eerie. I mean, he, he was reading it in his own voice going, oh, wow, like, this is scary. So that's the level of, like, detail you can get with a prompt is, like, write it wow. in this voice, use a joke, reference this company, um, use a curse word. I mean, all of those things were in his original prompt. Uh, some of our listeners are probably not very technologically savvy. I'm not. I mean, I'm, like... People think I am, but I just everything I do, I've learned by trial and error. So obviously, you are going to give us some information that we'll put in the show notes. But if I want to learn how to do this, I mean, obviously, one way of learning is just going to the website, typing in stuff and see how it works. But where else can they find information on how to do things? Well, I'm a, I'm a big believer in curiosity and elbow grease. So like if you're curious and you want to put in a little work, you can find out anything. I mean, from from YouTube to Google, I mean, anywhere you go, especially if you are looking at real estate, you're going to find examples of ways that people are using this tool and they're going to be really free. Uh, they're going to be really free with sharing that information. But I still think there is no replacement for like learn, iterate, do, learn, iterate, do, which is just like or learn, do, iterate. Sorry. Um, go sign up, go in there and just start. You can't break it. Just start playing around. Start with chat GPT. Start asking it some questions. You're going to smile at some of the responses and be like, well, I wonder if it could talk like Rodney Dangerfield and then it will talk like Rodney Dangerfield. You're just going to see that it's it's such a simple interface. You do not have to be tech savvy. This isn't writing code. This isn't going to be like logging into Facebook ads manager and needing to figure out all of the different ways in which you could market an ad. This is very simply going to be I ask it to do something and it gives me the, the output after I ask it to do something. It's it's one of the easiest interfaces I've seen. And it basically looks like a search engine, like where you search, you type into Google the time I've used it. And I use it. I said, type me a, a article about wholesaling. And it wrote an article and I said, expand on this section. It would expand on that section. Add the states where it's illegal. And it would list the states that were illegal. It's amazing how easy it really is to use, quite frankly. Write me a mission statement. Write me core values. Write me an article on the five reasons why buying is better than renting. Right? I mean, the 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 it really truly is. There's endless opportunity, but I think there's I think people can get stuck in consumption. Oh, I need to learn more. I'm a little scared. I'm a little timid. That to me, there is no replacement from just saying, you know what? I'm going to block out 30 minutes today. I'm going to go set up my Chat GPT account, and I'm going to go in there and I'm going to type out five, six, ten, fifteen different questions and see how it responds. And when you do that, you're going to go like, wow, this is actually really, really easy. So if you're a new, an agent new to this, 
give me three ideas that you would probably jump on right today and say, oh, I want to try to see how I can make it work for this part of my business. Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to say is just the mundane. So like one would be property descriptions, um, you know, quick hitting content in that space, because like, I don't know any agent where I'm like, how much do you love writing property descriptions? Like, oh, it's my favorite part of my day. So like, let's get let's get a task off your plate that was maybe taking you an hour and now is going to take you 15 seconds. Um, the second thing that I would do is I would use it for for um, content. So the types of articles that I was just referencing, like why give me four reasons why buying is better than renting or um, explain to uh, uh, my sphere of influence why even in this market, owning real estate is a good idea. So the types of frequently asked questions that, that you, you won't have to go create content for, that content can be used in a myriad of different places, your website, social media, you know, all, all of those various areas. And then the third one, and this is going to sound um, like cheating. I don't mean it to sound like cheating. But if any agent has leads coming in and they're struggling with conversion and you have, you're trying to write a response to that person that get, gets them interested and you get all these paid leads or dead leads and you're like, man, I don't ever get responses. Part of that is either because the responses are uninteresting or because the responses are automated and they're general. So like everyone gets the same thing. I would take a, a, a lead flying in and I would see if I, you know, what type of house were they looking at? What neighborhood were they looking at? And I would ask AI, I would ask chat GPT to write me a compelling, uh, write me a compelling email with the details to this person that would generate a response because that now is going to be, there's a higher level of, of likelihood that when I send an email like that created correctly, that I'm going to get so that person to reply versus to ignore me. And hey, you and I both know agents spend an arm and a leg on lead gen, and then they are like, I can't convert, or nothing's converting, or my conversion rate's really low. I would use this in my outreach, uh, my email and text outreach to increase my conversion by writing more compelling um, responses. Excellent ideas. So what do you think the future is? How quick is the future in this going to change? How quick is this going to take over our industry? I don't see this as a slow burn into what we're doing. I think this is going to be a Fairly quick. Uh, one of my friends is an IT developer, and he says within five years, this is going to change the world as much as basically a, a creating the wheel did. I mean, he thinks it's that big of a change and it's going to be quick as that. Yeah, it, I think quicker. I mean, I honestly think quicker. The, the, the very nature of AI is that it learns from more data, more input, more experience. So the more people use it, the faster it grows. So I think, you know, when we, we had some time to wrap our heads around cell phones, we had some time to wrap our heads around the Internet, we had some time to wrap our heads around social media. I don't think we're going to have time to wrap our heads around this. But between you and I, I don't think we can fully conceptualize what it's going to be. But I have some gut instincts. I have some guesses. I mean, I think we're going to see AI find its way more into the physical world. So, you know, you're already seeing places like McDonald's figure out how to do completely, you know, automated and, and humanless um, uh, restaurants that people can come in and, and order and get their food delivered to them from a robot and all of this stuff. I mean, I think that that, that starts to sound more uh, Terminator and Skynet, but I think it's going to happen. You know, the, the Jetsons, you know, robot butler that could do anything for them. And I think we're going to see this crossover of the data then finding its way into our world. One of the companies that I, that I find this really interesting, uh, even though I think they're a little behind, is Google and Bard. They just did a, a big release on what uh, on, on their uh, technology. 
And there was one clip that if you go find it, uh, it's it's like Google Assist. I think it's called Google Assist, where someone said to their their Google device, you know, um, schedule me a hair uh, a haircut appointment. And it knew what barber the person wanted to go to. It knew what their schedule was because they had it in their Google Calendar. It called the the barber for them. The the voice on the other end is an AI voice, but you can't tell. And it's saying, hi, I'd like to schedule an appointment for Justin to get a, get his haircut. He has availability here and here. And the person's like, oh, we're not free here, but we're free here. And he's like, perfect. That would actually work. Uh, and, you know, what what's that going to cost? And they're like, oh, it's going to cost this. And then they made a note in that person, uh, person's Google Notes of what the cost was going to be. All the person did to start this entire process was say to their Google device, hey, can you schedule me a haircut? That's how wow. it's going to start becoming part of our physical world and, and help manage our lives and take away some of the things that we do that, that we use that take up a bunch of time. Well, right now, when you chat with somebody in a chat box, you can kind of fig- feel like it's a robot some of the time because you ask a question and it's not giving you the right answer. But I'm telling you, when I was chatting with Nike the other day about some Jordans I'd ordered, I was going back and forth in my mind. Is this AI or is this a person? It was impossible for me to really tell which one it was. And I have a sneaky feeling it probably was AI. Yeah, I think that's where back to the the feeling economy. um, It's going to become so indistinguishable that truly the only way you will know is sitting down in front of someone personally. Even what we're doing right now, which we're on a Zoom call and we're talking to each other. There is a there is a world in which this isn't actually you. I mean, it's a it's an image of you that's moving and smiling and responding and answering and conversing. And it's not you. Um, That world is coming. um, And which is why I think people are really going to value, you know, sitting down and having a beer, getting to get face to face with someone, because it will be the only way, you know, it's really them. This is utterly it's amazing, scary, exciting. It's all of that at, at one time. And. You know, just a limited amount of time that I have spent on AI, it has literally blown my mind that you can ask it to write an article. So I, I think that people who always wanted to blog, wanted to get a little bit better in social media, this is your opportunity to go to it and say, create a post for me for Instagram that will cover these two topics. And it will know how to keep it to the exact link, uh, link how to keep it to the phrasing that people actually care about, that they'll actually look at. So uh Gary, create me a 12-month calendar posting twice a week on why buying real estate is a good idea, and it will create that content calendar for you. I mean, it it can be in an instance. It could be over time. I mean, it's it really can be anything. It, it This is this is going to take us a whole other level. This is literally going, I started in real estate when the internet was first coming out. And yes, I was the guy who voted in our office not to give the staff the internet because all they would do is play on it all day. So yeah, that's how, how bad I missed that one. I will not miss out on this one. I will be ready when this comes out. And you have blown my mind today uh, in this space. I mean, I am literally blown away with the possibilities of what AI can do for our business and actually just make life a lot easier because I'm with you. I can't stand sitting in front of the computer for an hour trying to type up uh, podcast notes or uh, something that should be done in seconds. And this can be done in seconds. So you've literally blown my mind. So thanks for being with us. Um, I know my listeners are going to 100 percent want to follow you and find out all they can about you. So how would they follow you and find more things about you? Yeah, I mean, you can I spend probably most of my time on Facebook. I'm old, uh, so I, I haven't moved over to TikTok and, and Snapchat yet. But 
Um, you can find me on Facebook, just Justin Tucker, and, and uh, you'll find a picture of me speaking on stage. I'm also on on Instagram. That's Tucker Ju um, there, where I, I don't talk as much work. That's just more personal. My dog and pizza and Jordans and and all of that good stuff. But um, I I will say, you know, Gary, you can uh, pass my email address out to anyone. Um, it's jtucker at willistonfinancial.com. Um, as a, a, you've been a great relationship of ours. I am happy to answer any questions or send any resources or, or connect people to any of the places I go to learn about this stuff. So just as a, as a favor to you and, and a thank you to you, if any of your real estate agents listening to this, you know, want to reach out, um, I'm, I'm happy to assist in any way I can. And if our schedules match up in 2024, you're <laughs> going to be one of our featured speakers at the Real Estate Success Summit. Two years in a row, we thought we had it matched up and you wound up with some big company event that you had to go to. But we're getting on your calendar early. So on February 13, 2024, you can be one of our featured speakers. And I imagine you'll probably be bringing this kind of information and some actual uh, to-do list for agents because you're always, that's what I like about you when you speak is you give me action items when we walk out of the door to work with. That's the goal. I think sometimes people get too focused on theories and not enough on blueprints. Like we want to give people actionable items that make an impact in the world. So I uh, I have it on my calendar and come hell or high water, I'm going to find a way to be at this one, Gary. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, guys. If you have any questions about AI or want help with trying to get your marketing plan together, don't hesitate to reach out to me and we can get our resources here at Blair Cato working for you to help you grow your business. All right, Justin, thanks for being with me. Look forward to seeing you soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Man, I really hate that that's all the time we have for the show this week. I absolutely love talking with Justin. He is an absolute genius when it comes to marketing and things like AI. And hopefully we'll get him back on the show real soon. Hope everybody will like us, share us, and subscribe to us. Tell other real estate agents about us. Most importantly, come back again next week for another episode of Vision Y'all have a great weekend.